Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cinefessions Podcast, Collector's Anonymous Edition. I'm your host, Brandon Shawin. And now, as many of you know, I have a very large movie collection. I have over 2,000 movies here at my house. I have movies in my study, literally stacked to the ceiling. I have bookshelves of movies. I have cabinets of movies. I have movies everywhere. It's, it's crazy. And so I've been looking for a way to kind of share my collecting with the Cinefessions audience. And so I figured that doing this short show in between our main episodes would be a good way to do that. And so what the Collector's Anonymous edition of the podcast is going to be is me talking about what I've purchased since the last show or in the past week, whatever the case may be. I'll talk about what I bought, why I bought it, where I bought it, and how much I paid. That way, if you guys are interested in picking it up as well, you can find a good price on it. Along with that, each show I'm going to do a quick review of a movie that I happened to have watched that past week. And I would like to also remind everybody that this is not the new show, all right? This is simply a supplement to the main episodes. Ash and Chris and I have decided to continue podcasting because we had positive results and we really just enjoyed ourselves. And so we decided to keep going. And so these episodes here, the Collector's Anonymous edition episodes, are going to be basically bonus features, essentially. Um, I'll be doing them mostly solo. I'm sure if Chris or Ash wanted to jump in and join me on one of these, you know, they'd be more than welcome to. But this is basically going to be about my movie collecting. With that said, I invite all of you to check out our next episode, which should be releasing either Tuesday or Wednesday of next week, and we are going to review Oblivion and The Place Beyond the Pines, so definitely check that out when it drops. Also, you can now find the Cinefessions podcast on iTunes and on Stitcher Radio. All right, so let's just jump right in here and talk about what I ended up purchasing this week. So I watched a YouTube video that was linked to on my Twitter feed from a person that I follow, whose name I can't recall right now, and I apologize for that, but he has this video podcast where he recorded himself going out and doing some purchases, and one place that he went was Five Below. Now, Five Below, if you don't know, because not everybody has those, but Five Below is essentially a dollar store that goes up to $5. I always joke that it's just an expensive dollar store because usually what they have there is not very high quality goods, but they do have movies. And the first time I went, I kind of looked, but I didn't really see anything. And so I never thought about going there again. But this video podcast pointed out the fact that these five belows were supposed to be having Disney movies there for five bucks. And so I was like, well, all right, let's check it out. So I went there yesterday and they didn't have any Disney movies, which was a little bit disappointing. But it's kind of what I expected because the guy in the video podcast that I was watching wasn't able to find them either. Anyway, so I, I looked around and I was actually able to get quite a few things. The first thing that caught my eye was the fact that they have $5 Blu-rays. Though their Blu-ray selection is almost zilch, there was still a few that I ended up picking up. So I'll start with those. The first one that caught my eye was the Into the Blue Blu-ray with Paul Walker and Jessica Alba. Now, all of these Blu-rays are not the combo packs. They're just simply Blu-rays, but that's fine. They're $5. Um, so I ended up picking this one up. And the reason I picked up virtually all three of these Blu-rays was because it was a $5 Blu-ray. And that's really hard to pass up. But this Into the Blue disc uh, actually comes with some decent special features, including a director's commentary and 10 deleted scenes with optional commentary. And then there is a making of featurette. So, you know, there actually is some beef to this to this selection. So I thought that was pretty cool. And for five bucks, you can't really beat that price. Next up, I found the Get Smart Blu-ray. Now, this is the one with Steve Carell, Anne Hathaway, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Alan Arkin. I've never seen this movie but for $5, I couldn't pass it up. And this one is actually loaded with special features. There's a special feature on here 
that references back to the t- classic TV series that the movie's based off of. Um, there's a behind the scenes making of. There's an on location shooting special feature. There is a gag reel with like 45 minutes of hilarious alternative jokes, or so it says. And there is a special look at the Get Smarts Bruce and Lloyd Out of Control, which is a movie that came out after this one. So there's quite a few special features on here, and that's not even all of them. Um, but for five bucks, even if the movie is garbage, it's Steve Carell, and I enjoy him, and I also enjoy The Rock and Anne Hathaway as well, so I figured, what the heck, why not? Um, the last Blu-ray I ended up picking up was the Speed Racer Blu-ray. Now, this is the one with Emil Hirsch, John Goodman, and Susan Sarandon, and uh, Christina Ricci. I've seen this one, and I actually thought it was pretty good. I'm excited to watch it on Blu-ray simply because of the fact that the special effects on it are great. The colors are awesome. It's super vibrant, super bright movie, and so it's going to be fun to watch on Blu-ray. And this is another one. These $5 releases have quite an assortment of uh, special features for the price, so it's great. You know, there's a set tour meeting the drivers of the real-life WRL, and then a behind-the-scenes look at the making. It says that the revolutionary movie-making process. So um, there's actually a bonus disc in here that has, like, a Speed Racer Crucible challenge. I really don't know what that is, but what the heck, it's 5 bucks, right? So I ended up picking it up. And so then I grabbed those Blu-rays, and I was kind of walking around, They have a very small selection, so it's all on like one double shelf. And so, you know, I was walking around the rest of the stores trying to find things. I actually found a a journal there that was kind of like the moleskin journals. I really like those. and It was only four bucks, so I bought that. But I also went back and looked more closely at the DVD selection, and I realized that they had some TV series for five bucks. And I was like, oh, okay, well, let's see what we got here. And so I ended up buying um, season one of The Drew Carey Show which is just a really fun comedy that I've always enjoyed and I've never owned any of the seasons. So I figured, what the heck, why not start here for five bucks? And the next TV season I picked up was the Land of the Lost season one. Now, this is the original one back from back in the 70s. And I remember watching this as a young kid and really enjoying it, even though it was, you know, clearly outdated special effects, but they're still fun to watch. And so I ended up picking that one up for $5 again. And then my last one is probably my happiest find of the day. I ended up picking up the Fantastic Four World's Greatest Heroes complete first season. Now, this has all 26 episodes of that first season, and it also has some special features on here from Origin to Animation featurette, Rise of the Rogues featurette, Traveling to New Dimensions featurette, and the Art of Fantastic Four Still Gallery. And there's also a commentary by the head writer and executive producer. So this one I was really excited about, and I actually went to Best Buy afterwards and I found this exact same set, but it was 10 bucks at Best Buy, and I had just paid 5 for it at 5 below, so I was really happy with my purchase. So that's what I ended up buying this week. I spent a total of $30 and some change, and I got three TV series, season ones, and I got three Blu-rays. So that's a really good price. And again, I bought those at 5 below, which if you go, if you Google search 5 below, I'm sure there'll be a store locator on their website, and you can see if there's any by you if you were interested in picking up any of these as well. Come on! Woo! Vacation! Mikasa Sukasa. There has been a biological weapon attack. Please stay in your homes. Baby, do you hear that? WCMB advises all listeners to stay indoors. Ma'am? Excuse me, ma'am, are you alright? Guys, we have to leave. Where is everybody? 
There's no one out here. The hospitals are filling up with people with a kind of unusual infection. Symptoms are vomiting of blood and lack of muscle control. Why are they standing frozen like that? It's crazy, man. Search and rescue. We're all gonna die. Please tell me this is all just a dream. Alright, so the random movie I happened to watch this week was called The Demented. It actually came out on DVD and Blu-ray uh two weeks ago now. And it is about these friends, six of them, who get together for a weekend of fun away from their everyday college lives. They all go to LSU. And as they're partying, one of them gets a phone call from his dad, and the dad tells him about this terrorist attack that happened. So they argue about it, and then they decide after a vote that they're just going to stay where they are because they feel like they're in a rural area, and so they feel like they're less likely to be attacked by terrorists. And so they decide to stay where they are. But unfortunately, this missile happens to land nearby. And this missile, for whatever reason, unleashes this something that turns people and animals into like these crazed, rabied, zombie-like creatures who are bent on killing everything in their path. So, in other words, this is just a typical disaster-slash-virus horror film. And so what I want to do is list some pros and some cons and then talk about my final score. Let's start off with the pros. Though the story isn't unique by any stretch, it's still one of my favorite subgenres. I love that virus, infection, apocalypse, disaster film genre. You know, at least the movie had that going for it. A second pro, the ending, though it isn't great, it's not even really that good, in fact, but it was a pretty bold move by the filmmakers, and so I appreciate that. It's a low-budget film that was willing to take risks, and so that was cool to see. And then the final pro I have for this one is that I like the fact that they decided to take a simple approach to the infected citizens. You know, it was clearly cheaper for them to just have these random, everyday-looking people act crazy than it was to doll them up in this all this crazy zombie makeup, which is probably the reason that they decided to have it like rabid-like people as opposed to zombies. It was just cheaper. And so that, you know, good on them. They took advantage of their budget. So that was great. But that's really all I have for the pros of The Demented. Cons, however, my list is a little bit longer. First up, the CGI was really bad. There is this CGI dog in the movie that is just laughably bad. I don't really know why they had to use CGI for this dog because they could have just picked any dog and then, you know, had him far enough away that we didn't see what he looked like. But instead, they used this, like, crazy drooling effect that just looks silly and completely took me out of the movie every time they showed the dog. I have no idea why they decided to make that decision, but definitely not one that I agreed with. The second con, the pacing is much too slow. It really feels like the movie should be almost over when it's only reaching its hour point, and there's still going to be another 30 minutes after that. And so I just thought the pacing was much too slow for its own good. Um, another con is the movie is not unique at all. In fact, there's there's nothing unique about the film. It really comes off as a micro-budget remake of The Crazies, which I absolutely love. But the third con here is definitely the script. The script is the worst aspect of the movie. Um, these actors aren't great, but I feel like they're doing the best they can with what they have. 
no actor can can shine with a bad script. And I think if these guys had an adequate script, they might come off a little better. For example, the main female actress, Kayla Ewell, she is on The Vampire Diaries. Well, she was for a couple seasons, and she was perfectly fine there. However, here, it's really hard not to laugh at some of her more dramatic moments, and I hate that. And it's not her fault. It's It's just really bad script writing. And almost as bad as the script, this is my final con here, is the editing. The movie would jump from moment to moment without any thought to continuity whatsoever. It's almost as if the director didn't film enough filler footage in order to complete the overall look of the film, and it really took me out of it every time it happened. Frankly, though, this shouldn't surprise me, because this editor has worked on two other films that I've watched and disliked. His name's John Quinn, by the way. But the two films I was referring to were The Grudge 3 and Boogeyman 3, both very mediocre to poor movies. And so really, the fact that the editing was bad here shouldn't surprise me. So The Demented suffers from a really bad script, poor editing, and a plot that feels like it's in slow motion. And even though I generally like movies like this due to their story, The Demented just isn't very good, unfortunately. It's not worth watching, and there are so many other better films out there that are just like this one, and so I'd recommend watching those instead. I give it a 1.5 stars. You know, it's watchable, but I wouldn't waste your time with it. And with that, I will thank you all for listening. If you like the show, give me some feedback. Let me know. You can reach me on Twitter at Simon1. That's at P-S-Y-M-I-N-1. Or you can email me at Simon1 at Yahoo.com. Or feel free to leave a message in this blog post if you happen to be looking at the website, which is Cinefessions.com. As I mentioned earlier in the show, the next show that will be live on this feed, this podcast feed, is going to be the main episode with my two co-hosts, Chris Ranson and Ash Collins. And this time, like I mentioned, we're going to be reviewing both of Tuesday's biggest releases with Oblivion and The Place Beyond the Pines reviews. Plus, each of us have a random pick from our Netflix Instant Q to discuss, and I'll be sharing my thoughts on Mud, which also came out this past Tuesday, but with much less fan for than the other two. So be sure to check that out. We'll be recording that show Sunday morning, and I'm hoping to have it live by either Tuesday or Wednesday of next week, depending on how long the editing takes me, so definitely watch out for that one. And also, remember that the Cinefessions podcast is not only on iTunes, but we're also on Stitcher, which is a great way for Android users to listen to us. Just download the Stitcher app on your smartphone, be it an Android or an Apple phone, and search Cinefessions. And I'll definitely encourage everyone to listen to us on Stitcher because it's a really great service. It's really good for us to track how many people are listening and how long they're listening and things like that. And it's really good on your end because it's very user-friendly. Um, and you'll also find some other great shows on there like, uh, for example, The Backstage Pass, which is Sean DeRegger's podcast where he highlights uh, six new indie bands each week. Uh, Sean is better known on Twitter as Geek Couch. He often gets early access to a lot of his music on there, which is a really good reason to listen to his show. He has a wonderful podcast, and I highly recommend it. Anyway, that's all available on Stitcher, which you can download on the smartphone of your choice. But with that, I will bid you adieu and remind you to check out the main show with Ash, Chris, and myself next week as we review Oblivion and The Place Beyond the Pines. As always, thank you very much for listening. I'm Brandon Shawin, and I will catch you next time. (laughs) 